Well, hey, welcome to the Pondo Podcast. Uh, it feels like forever since I've said that. Um, I know we just do these in like a, a month block, but man, it feels like it's been uh, my whole lifetime. <laughs> well, cool. Back with the Skippers. We are in the Dollhouse Studio yes. here at Pondo. Uh, we have a couch now, so things are kind of they're cozying up in here. It feels like I, I should have lit the candle. We would have fallen I'm asleep. Gonna, yeah, I've got a nap coming <laughs> here. Love it. Feeling it. Love it. Well, cool. Well, hey, we hope you guys are doing well, and uh, things are buzzing around here, and it and it feels really good. We. If you didn't see it, uh, we have announced multiple times now um, that we are moving forward with Summer Camp 2021. It feels so good to say. Um, it feels so good to be prepping and recruiting and doing all the things that um, are just going to help shape this summer to be something so special and so unique, and we're excited about that. So so as we dive into our conversation today, uh, I'm excited about this. Ryan has been crushing it with the youth ministry stream of, of the Pondo podcast, getting yeah. to interview yeah. youth pastors and just talk about like what, what are things that they're doing that have proved to be effective in their efforts to minister to students, to mm. um, point students to Jesus. And, um, and also like within their youth ministries and their leaders and things like that. And why that's special is because when the Summerhill team moved out here three years ago, one of the things that specifically kind of drew us or was kind of drawing us into Pondo um, was Pondo's heart to equip and empower youth leaders just as much as they um, or we focus on investing in our campers experience. Mm. Um, And so my first question to the skippers would be like, why is that? Like what, what happened over, uh, I guess your time here at Pondo to where you started to really mark out space for um, youth leaders to feel like they were being invested in mm. and not just, Hey, come to camp and keep your kids somewhat in line. And yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. That's a, such a good question. And it's, it was so organic and unattainable. I'm almost embarrassed to say unintentional. We literally kind of stumbled upon that. And it, uh, I think a lot of it grew out of a, a realization maybe 10 years in, we're, we're approaching 25 now. So maybe, maybe 10 years in the, the realization 25 that's a big that's a big number baby well, yeah you's old, old. <laughs> and uh it was i think it was a realization that man that there's so much more that's happening here than ministry to students mm. and i think initially it was we're seeing the impact that camp is having on summer staffers right yeah and i think that was the beginning of seeing hey there's so much more that we could be doing to impact leaders ministry leaders so that's kind of how it yeah. How it started. Yeah, I think we just came to realize that it was like this synergistic or, you know, this kind of a thing that was really doing one thing. We could do the other mm. just as well and use one and the other, you know, 
the kids and the campers and what we do for them and the leaders use that to actually help both sides, you know, of the equation. And plus, we were youth leaders <laughs> at some point. And, um, you know, just knowing that we were just kind of tiptoeing through it. We didn't have a lot of help and we didn't have a ton of resources back. I'm almost embarrassed to say what, 38, 40 years ago, you know, we just didn't have that help. And so being able to be in that position and feel that kind of that place that some people are in and kind of really own that. Um, I think that's what kind of was the very, very beginning seeds of that mm. is just knowing what they go through when they don't have yeah. um, resources. And so. Mm. Well, and two, the, the advent of social media is really what brought this to life for us because social media allowed us to reconnect with some of our Early, early, early yeah. staffers who are now, believe it or not, they're in their early 40s, wow. right? <laughs> yeah. So to be able to reconnect with them on social media and just to hear. Yeah, right, hear the, the stories yeah, about how the they're stories. using, mm. you know, using what they learned here as a staffer, using that to create programs in their church or in their yeah. workplace or in their ministry and um, really, you know, just, it was just like an aha moment Mm. for me, you know, when someone said that and we're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That ripple effect, you know? And for so many of them to say, camp changed the trajectory of their life. I'm like, what? No, that's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to change the trajectory of a kid's life. And they're like, no, it changed. Yeah. Me. I just actually heard that this morning. So So (laughs) it's cool. So cool. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So, so in thinking about, like you just said, it started with the staff. So you've got summer staffers or winter camp staffers that are coming in. They're probably in their own expectations, gearing up for camp, thinking, oh, I'm just going to go pour out, pour out, pour out. But in the process, like you said, God is doing something special yeah. mm-hmm. in their heart, yeah. shifting the trajectory of their life um, through something they learned or experienced here. So now thinking about that, um, kind of in the context of like a youth pastor yeah. or a youth leader mm-hmm. where once again, they're, they're coming into camp with all their own expectations. Um, there's a lot of details, a lot of, you know, kind of like, um, what, what's my dad call it? Like herding goats kind of thing. Or, you know, um, we actually did herd pigs. So that, that actually doesn't make any sense, but uh, herding cats. Herding I cats. Think is the, there you is go. The I like goats better. I like goats. Yeah. I don't think goats herd well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like bringing all these things to camp, but then to get to show up to Pondo and I, and I, you know, I know there are other camps out here that do this kind of stuff, but I haven't experienced it to where a youth pastor can show up to a camp, you know, go through the registration process, kind of the, the, the intake process, if you want to call that, and then actually get to breathe mm-hmm. and, and not just breathe, but get to like rest, get to really take time to invest in relationships with students and then to even have time marked out in the camp week where they're getting invested in intentionally by speakers, by you guys, by people in the band. Um, what sparked all that? Like what, you know, so a couple examples you guys want to speak to, um, you know, like Thursday lunches. Um, talk about that and why we do that. Talk about um, now why we do the podcast and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. How, how, did, how did we get here? And why, why still do those things? Yeah. Well, the, the Thursday lunch, I think, started as 
hey, let's just offer a nice kind of upgraded lunch. On Thursdays, kids have a cookout outside, hamburgers kind of a deal outside on the lawn, kind of a casual picnic-y type vibe. And so so we said, hey, what if we just provide, that's a great time to provide an upgraded lunch experience, meal experience for for youth workers. And um, that was, again, super organic, mm-hmm. where it just began to, hey, let's take advantage of this time that we have, and let's just learn from each other. Let's yeah. spend a few minutes just learning mm-hmm. from yeah. each other yeah. about um, youth ministry and what are you doing, what's working, what's mm-hmm. not working, and let's let's yeah. learn from each other. Yeah. I think the very beginnings of that lunch was we wanted them to feel honored and thanked yeah. for allowing us mm-hmm. to serve their kids. And so that was kind of the idea behind it was you know, just something nice to do. And um, as it progressed, it became, you know, people began to network with one another and met other youth pastors and that kind of a thing. And then then we began to bring a little more information to it and just, you know, like just contacts mm-hmm. or resources or smart people we have, you know, at camp and have been doing youth ministry forever, you know, what do they know that mm-hmm. they could share? And so using the speaker, using, you know, anybody who is at camp at yeah. the time that has some more knowledge. And yeah. um, so that was kind of just, yeah, it was super mm. gradual. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that was kind of what spurred this conversation was the question, how is Pondo uniquely set up mm. to equip youth leaders? Mm-hmm. And I think, Becky, you just hit on it, is the fact that, you know, we do. Like each week of summer camp, we have a different speaker come in. Mm-hmm. And these are guys that typically have been youth pastors for long periods of time or now pastors um you've got guys like josh is it griffin josh griffin griffin that you know like is a part of download youth ministry you've got guys that have been camp directors um and these guys have a a lot of experience and and the fact that we have access to those people Mm -hmm. and they're making themselves available um is so cool to to yeah get to sit and let's just learn from these guys Mm -hmm. but then also is the fact that like you just mentioned you guys have been here almost 25 years um you know providing space for students to come to camp and learn and grow and and you guys have seen things and you've probably talked to a lot of youth pastors over the years and hey here's what we've seen work here's what we've seen that doesn't work and and you guys have the ability to invest in in youth leaders as well and and to think about like guys like ryan and the rest of our crew that Mm -hmm. i mean have either been in youth ministry or nonprofit world or things like that. It's just cool how God brings at a camp people from all different walks of life and backgrounds and skill sets that mm-hmm. can b- provide like a holistic approach to equipping mm-hmm. equipping youth leader, which is yeah. really cool. So, yeah. so as you think about you know the future of of Pondo, what what, what are things that you want to continue in in this mm. investment? And then let's jump into let's jump into Dreamland. Like how how do you uh. think that Pondo <laughs> is positioned to where we can continue yeah. to equip youth pastors, maybe even off the mountain? What is that? What does that mm. look like? Yeah. yeah, there's a I I think there's a couple of ways that we've um, that we've thought through some things we've thought through. Um, one is a a, a retreat. For especially for youth leaders, um, where we would just spend a lot of time 
playing and eating great food and yeah. and invest in them a little bit. Uh, so that's something that's on the drawing board, and and also a uh, something that that we inherited uh, years ago, and and it hasn't it hasn't happened in in several years is a, a houseboat trip for mm. youth pastors. Oh boy, sign me up. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's probably wait wait wait. That's something. <laughs> Are all youth pastors men? Yeah. No. <laughs> so you got to figure that thing out. We will we will absolutely <laughs> yes. figure that that piece of it out. For but sure. I I was talking to a a youth pastor um actually late last week mm. and talking about houseboat trips and Lake Mead and I told him I've been all over the world. Mm. I've been in a, a privilege to be in a lot of places. And on a houseboat on Lake Mead in the month of October is in my top five. That's so cool. Of places yeah. that I would rather be. Okay. Uh, so that is that's this something. Fall? I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. This fall, you heard it here, folks. We're gonna make that happen. Yeah. Maybe we'll and do dueling houseboats, one for the ladies and one for the men. Yeah, we'll do. We'll Love it. we'll figure that out. So but, cool. Um, but I promise you. A lady does not want to be on a houseboat with a, a bunch of dudes, a, a bunch no. of stinky men. No, bunch of, so bunch of I agree. Dudes doing stupid stuff on houseboats. Yeah, right. So we'll figure that out. But yeah. but that really kind of opens the door to a to to maybe a future conversation, mm. and and that is really talking through beginning the conversation, even continuing the conversation about women in ministry and what's yeah. their role. Yeah. And and we want to we want to be a part of that conversation. Yep. We've got a, a couple of this this summer hmm. introducing a couple of new female voices yep. into our, our speaking lineup and we're super excited yeah. about that. And so we want to continue that hmm. conversation yeah. about uh, about the role of women in Ministry, youth ministry, maybe a little more specifically, yeah. but but we never want to um, communicate that 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 we're not thinking about that. For sure. That that's yeah. not a, a a genuine part of our mm. of our future and our ministry and our well. And know, I think as just us being married and doing this together for so long, um, just my role has definitely expanded. So hmm. you've been very honoring in that and allowing me in a time whenever that wasn't possible in yeah. the general church world. So, hmm. um, so yes, I have seen that and been encouraged fully to step into that role. And, and always we've had women, you know, around working hard and doing things that the men couldn't do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so you, you have always had the belief, but just yeah. maybe stepping into that a little more. Hmm. So, so cool. Yeah. So. Well, I love it. And like those are those are like these off the mountain adventures mm. that I think have just been it's about time. We'll just say that. It's yeah. about it's about time. Yeah. Uh Pondo has for a long time operated kind of with this mission statement of of, of being and providing a unique place mm. to encounter Jesus. Mm. And just recently, I would say within the last couple of years, we mm-hmm. have felt this shift to where the language has, has shifted from place to space yeah. and that being something that that is not 
dedicated to this property, yeah. um, but can be off the mountain. It can be on a houseboat in Lake Mead. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be at a, at a, a movement revival in Ventura. Yeah. It can be at any of those places. Um, and I think what's really special about that and what fits into this conversation is the fact that, like you said, Dan, Camp Pondo and what God is up to here impacts way more than just students. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were just talking, you know, one of the, my new uh, privileges is, is getting to recruit the, the summer staff team and the fact that there's, you know, going to be 27, 28, like young guys and girls here that I truly believe are going to walk away different people, um, in August because of what God has been up to. And so as we think about that, that shift from place to space, um, and whether that's releasing music or podcasts or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it it's with the heart of pointing people to Jesus but also equipping and empowering them to do what God has gifted them to do mm-hmm. in a way that now creates that space in their own communities mm-hmm. and churches. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're just grateful for the opportunity that we have here uh, because there is, there is something so special about camp because it feels like a lot of people come here and, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong or add to it, but it feels like a lot of people come to camp, even youth pastors and, and other people, they just get to set things aside, you know, like, mm-hmm the expectations that they put on themselves or the expectations that they, you know, kind of feel like other people have on them. Yeah. They get to come to camp and, um, and we see this because youth leaders are typically the ones that are causing trouble. Um, <laughs> but you know, people get to be kids and people yeah. get to yeah. be free and people get to have fun. Um, yeah. but it always seems like that is a part of, and Becky, I think you said this yesterday, it feels like that fun is a part of the process of, of ripping those walls away mm-hmm. to where God can minister to areas yeah. of our hearts, yeah. to our ministries, yeah. to our skill sets that we typically would keep withheld from him in the typical day-to-day. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. I think mm. that's been always a part of our conversation is fun. We don't have fun just to have fun. Hmm. We have fun for a purpose. Yeah. An ultimate purpose is to break down walls so that they can really, you know, dive into what God is saying to them hmm. during the week. And, you know, being remote is part of it. Yeah. Not having television or computers <laughs> and, yeah. you know, phones are kind of, you know, in our conversation right now. But, um yeah, just not having access to that really does help to quieten the mind mm. and the heart um, in ways that you just can't do at, you know, maybe, uh, you know, some other place like mm. a college having, you know, camp at a college. And some people may view that differently, but I feel like the space here is so mm. um, just enabling to hear God's voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the trees and the breeze mm. and the sky and you know, all the beauty that comes with this mm. is, is a big part of that. Yeah. And you get, and we've even taken the steps, talk about three-sided for a minute. So, mm. yeah. um, so we have this old abandoned cabin on the back side of the property that we call three-sided and, um, cause it is three-sided. It literally is. One of the walls is completely ripped <laughs> off. So creative. Yeah. We're so creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So Dan, talk about like, what is that space during the summer and why, why take the time to even set that up? Mm. Yeah, so we set up a retreat at the at the beginning of every week of summer camp just for youth leaders to get away because even though this is kind of a quiet place, camp can be a little bit hustly bustly. Mm-hmm. And so we want to provide a chance for youth leaders just to get away from that. Yeah. And uh, so we set up this deal with snacks and drinks and there's chairs up there it's it's away from everything there's some bunks if they want to stretch out and yeah take a nap they can do that 
but it's just a cool place for them to get away mm. from the getaway, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, get and away from their kids, be alone, or be get away <laughs> from their kids. Absolutely, yeah. And um, maybe be with their team or be yeah. alone, whatever. Yeah. But it's uh, it's just become this this tradition mm-hmm. that they really look forward to, yeah. and they look for ways to fool the kids and so that they don't know that there's snacks up there that they <laughs> and they can don't go. know that it's like the space that they get to hide from, yeah right. you know? sure. so. yeah so yeah just a fun little yep. perk yep. that we try to provide mm. and um just another little getaway for yeah. them yeah. Yeah. yeah love that yeah some of my most i would say cherished moments over the last couple of years um you know when we were coming out here as summer hill and and serving at camps and didn't just have like a lot of responsibilities outside of of leading i think we yeah we partnered with with pondo and that opportunity to invest in these youth leaders and um, that's something that had been on our hearts for years and years Um, but i always remember after doing the mountain biking with the kids i'd always ride over to three-sided to grab like a coke if there was anything left (laughs) and and it would turn into this you know hour two hours of conversation Mm -hmm. um, with these youth leaders and you're right it was always so cool to to ride up and there'd be like 15 people Mm. um in the cabin trading stories or Mm -hmm. you know really talking through things that they probably didn't get the opportunity to process through with other youth leaders Mm -hmm. on a day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's so cool that there's that space. Something we had, we've also done in the past that, um, is one of my personal faves, but the, the band, so the Ponda worship movement would do uh, lunch on Wednesday with, uh, Mm -hmm. both students and youth leaders that serve, um, music musically and creatively within their worship kind of programs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was always so cool because it, it gave, um, it gave students and leaders an opportunity to have a third party to process through stuff with. Uh, I remember we were doing mm-hmm. one at one of the winter one days, one of the, the youth teams came up and they're like, Hey, can our worship team meet with you guys? And, uh, and so Ryan and Kimberly let out in that conversation. And it was, and it was, there was like some tense moments cause you know, they're bringing up issues that they, like I said, they probably don't have the safe place right. to hash those things out with, with an outside party. And, um, and once again, it's just, it's just, you, it's just how Pondo is uniquely positioned to provide space for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and an, another thing that, that we're, that we're rolling, that we were rolling out COVID hit, had to put it on pause was Ryan's role mm-hmm. as our, Again, we're not super creative with words and titles, so we call him our church relations. <laughs> we are though. <laughs> church relations director, but mm-hmm. but that's just a fancy title for somebody who connects with youth pastors and is really just a safe place mm-hmm. for them to to really pour out their hearts yeah. if they need to. So yeah. so he does lunches just one on one for the most part, sometimes in groups, but for the most part, one-on-one lunches with youth pastors, and he's just a a safe ear because yeah. you know sometimes they don't have that; yeah. they don't have yeah. somebody mm. they can just confide in with. Maybe they're struggling with something, or maybe considering a change or whatever, or just hey, let's just hang out. Yeah. Maybe there's no mm. heavy-hearted agenda, but just let's hang out and mm. encourage each other. So that's another 
thing that we're really ramping up that Ryan's really diving into and yeah. super excited to yeah. serve youth pastors in that way. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And it's cool to know that you have a guy who, who was a youth pastor yeah. for mm-hmm. better part of eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. And we've been together for 12 years now as, you know, summer Hill upon the worship movement. Um, so he's, he's well equipped in the world of, yep. of youth ministry. Um, that's so cool. And I mean, even things like this podcast and, you know, just sensing that one, we had way too much time on our hands with all of the COVID <laughs> stuff, but, and trying to make the most of that, but, but also just taking everything that we've learned, um, you know, whether it's music, camp director, whatever, there's just a lot of things that God has allowed us to experience. And we want to, um, yeah, just be able to steward that well and, mm-hmm. and equip yeah. people. And so, yeah. so love that. So as we think about summer camp 2021, uh, is there anything else that, that if you're, okay, so you're sitting across the table from a youth pastor and you're trying to talk them into, Hey, I know there's, I know times are crazy. I know you probably got some worried parents, but this is why you should be hype about summer camp 2021. What, what would you say to them? I'm just curious. Wow. Um, well, I would say, first of all, I, I fully believe that by June, a lot of the angst that mm. people are feeling now, it's already subsided yeah. exponentially mm. over the last month or two. And I think that's just going to continue downward in a, in a really good way. Mm. So I think, I think, what I would say first of all is have confidence in that. Yeah. And if you if you haven't registered for summer camp, because five of the nine weeks are already sold out. Whoa. And um the sixth one is approaching that. And so, you know, I, I would say I would guard against I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, mm. I'm gonna wait and see how see how things are going. Because I just fully believe, come June, mm. we're just going to be in a whole different yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. reality, yeah. and and yeah. I think people's people's angst is just going to be significantly down from where it is even sure. today, and it's it's super low today. But um, but yeah, I mean, just the idea of being able to get back together mm. under pretty normal circumstances the yeah. the biggest change that we're making for summer is a is a diminished um capacity you know our numbers are going to be for every week are going to be a little bit lower than what they have been in the past mm-hmm. not crazy significantly different but a little bit lower mm. um so there's going to be a little more i mean cuz we've had weeks of camp where it's it's pretty crazy and mm-hmm packed because we haven't figured out how to say no when a kid wants to come to camp we haven't figured out (laughs) how to say no to that and so um so there's going to be a little more space to breathe Mm. i think even the the we've we've kind of restructured our whole summer staff Mm -hmm. kind of approach and i think that's gonna Mm. kind of breathe new life into into our our summer program so Super excited about that and and what you're doing, Cody, to kind of facilitate that and to recruit and hire and then mm-hmm. ultimately train that crew is just going to be, uh, I think it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll it'll be a summer of 
kind of getting back mm. to normal. Mm. You know, mm. I hear I hear it all the time on social media and on the news. Like, hey, that this is, you know, where we were is the new normal, and I totally reject that. Mm. Like, I think I think we will be back to a normal that's very similar to where we were before. Obviously, some some things are going to be going to change, and and I think for the better. But for the most mm. part, I think summer will be very, very yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky. In a good way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Becky, any thoughts to that? Wow. I would just, you know, I'm an Enneagram 6, so <laughs> I would, if I were leading a group, I would be tempted to dive into that place of, mm. oh, but what if, but what if, and mm. what if this happens, and we can't do this, and... Um, I would say reject that, mm. reject that fear because it's not from the Lord. Mm. Um, have faith and 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 take advantage of what's here. Really yeah. dive into that because you have been alone and your mm. kids have been alone for such a long time. And I know they're coming back into school and things like that, um, but they need this. Yeah. They need this. You need this. Mm. Um, and just that space to step out of the normal, he yeah. says, and into something that's actually better than normal. Yeah. And so, mm. um, so that would be just my mm. take on that is don't let, you know, the what ifs slow you down, mm. do what you know is going to be good for your kids. Yeah. And, um, so, and we'd love to help you do that. I mean, yeah. that's just, you know, what we long to do. Mm. So, yep, absolutely. I would like to think that if I stepped away from cheesecake for two years, that when I come back to cheesecake, <laughs> it's going to taste a little different. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just sense that for so many of you guys, especially if you're a youth leader, like trying to maintain relationships over Zoom, mm. trying to um, really develop those relationships. You've got you've got seventh graders that came in this year that you haven't actually got to really dig into, mm-hmm. tie, you know, like building those relationships and yeah. hanging out with. What a, what better than camp to where, like you said, we get to step away from all these distractions. We get to step away from all the, the norms and, and typical schedules for the sole purpose of pointing these students to Jesus and building our relationships with them. And, uh, and I think that summer camp 2021 is going to be one like no other. And not that we're going to like add more smoke and lights and (laughs) all that stuff. I just think that something that may have, may have become, not old and boring, but something that was just kind of like a, you know, Hey, consistently we go to camp and every summer it's this, and and this is what we do, but there's going to be something fresh about this. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what that is. Um, well that, and that triggered something, just a thought that I would just put out there for youth pastors to consider. Uh, when you mentioned incoming seventh graders, um, I'm seeing a lot of churches are, are offering, to allow their graduating seniors to come to camp. Oh, cool! I would consider that since they, since they mm-hmm. missed last summer, I would strongly um, encourage you to at least consider that mm-hmm. as a as an option to to allow your graduating seniors mm-hmm. to come. Give them yeah. one last um, kind of hoorah before mm-hmm. they before yeah. they move on to, to university. So think about that and consider that as a, as an option as well. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. 
Well, last thing, I'll make a uh, um, a shameless pitch to uh, to recruit. If you've got young adults, 18 to 22, that are looking for a summer job, um, yeah, reach out to me. It's just Cody at Pondo.org. Would love to find a way to plug them into what's happening here at Pondo. And uh, uh, maybe it's winter camp, maybe it's next summer camp, but uh, we'd love to start that conversation. So, well, cool. Dana Becky, thanks for chatting. So cool to be back. Uh, chatting and, and doing this uh this stuff it's really cool and uh, we'll catch you next time on the pondo podcast <laughs>